You guys, tonight we have the season finale and Leah Haddock gets kidnapped. All right, stay tuned. I'm Maria Menounos and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome everyone. Very excited to be here with you guys. We are the after show for our favorite show, Limetown. I am your host, Delia Gomez. And with me, I have the fabulous Susie G. What's up guys? Here for the finale tonight. Yeah, girl. So excited. It's over. It's it is over. over. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight we it's have sad. a lot going on. We got the season finale. We're talking episodes 9 and 10. Girl, you got to get started. I mean, there was so much happening. You got to let me know. How are you feeling? I can't believe it's over. Right? It flew by. I mean, the episodes were so quick. I wanted them to be longer because right. I just like each episode went by very quickly. But the last two episodes were unbelievable. And whew, it ended with a bang yes yes i gotta say that compared to the podcast like i'm so happy that they stuck really close to the story i was as a fan of the podcast i was a little bit worried that they were gonna leave it with a little bit more of a creative differences and i was like sometimes i don't know how i feel about those yes changes but i was very very excited that it was almost like to a t almost but not quite not all the way, but I felt like I was in the podcast yes. in the finale episode and those last scenes. It was just so spot on and it was creepy and great at the same time and awesome. And oh, I just I, like I had the chills because I was like, <laughs> You're this just is like I don't even know how to put this in words. I'm just like creeped out right now. And I'm very sad. Yes. Like, I'm, I don't know. I was very much looking forward to. Like, it's, it's so easy to just check it out on Facebook. It's the first show I've right. actually, like, dived in with this channel, like, Facebook Watch. And I've just, I've come to, like, love the convenience of it and just being able to check in and see what they got. And Limetime is one of those shows that just grabs your attention. And it's great, I think, with Facebook Watch that you can listen and see all the comments that people are leaving. And Mm -hmm. so I loved doing that because I'd watch the episode before I'd read the comments because there would be spoilers in those comments. But then after, I'd always get a different take from somebody's perspective. And I think that's a unique thing that Facebook's doing that I really enjoy. Yeah, just having the community of kind of like what we do here. We are fans of television shows, and so we love being able to talk about them and be able to express what we're thinking in real time as we're watching it is also like just like an amazing ability to just connect with other fans. It's just, well, that's what we're about here at AfterBuzz, honestly. And I think, too, with this show that I enjoyed, even though I said the episodes were so fast, I did like that they were only 30 yeah. minutes because I think in some other shows that hour kind of is a stretch. Mm-hmm. And this is like, I can just like, boom, watch a show. It just, it was a convenient time factor. I it's think like they packed snack. it in. Nice yes. little snack of a there TV show. There wasn't enough. I need more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. And it's over. Like, I just feel like, like how you said, it just flew by overall. You got to tell like, do you feel like this season like was up to what you thought it would be podcast related or even more? Did you like it more? Oh, that's tough. I really liked the podcast because I enjoyed it was one of my favorite podcasts that mm-hmm. I've ever listened to because it just was so unique in the fact that people actually thought it was a real thing. That yeah, I, go- I will admit that I Googled it and I was like, did this? Was, did it? Not- 
Okay. Even Jessica Biel said that. I had to make sure it didn't <laughs> I just, happen. I didn't want to be an idiot who didn't know about this like event happening, but I I'm glad the, I'm not alone. I think the best thing, though, for me is the fact that they were able to bring in actors that could hold their own. Each episode was basically two characters, and they brought these characters to life in such a manner that the acting was brilliant. It was pretty true to the podcast. They added little things in, and I mean, They overall, fleshed out the world a little bit for us. I liked it. I thought it was a great show. I did too. I really I really did. I thought this season was very intriguing. I liked the star and how they give you like those little breadcrumbs and like I was I felt really proud of myself that I caught some things that they were like kind of hinting at. So I was like excited for that. We still never really figured out the numbers thing. No. That's and- something that we never really quite kept up with. It felt like in the beginning they had a lot of numbers and I kind of as the episodes went on, there were less and less of them. There were a lot of sevens, so I kind of want to see that theory. But it definitely turned into more of sound. Yeah. And this obsession with sound that Leah Haddock had. And then I think my mind kind of transferred to being more obsessed with, like, that part of the show than the numbers. But there has to still be a theory there. I know, I know. So we're basically going to break it down for you guys. So the first episode of tonight was Apples and Oranges, episode 9. And in this episode, we kind of got to know a little bit more of Emil. We always saw him as this character that was always present but didn't we didn't really know his story yet we always knew he was kind of carrying us along and I always said like I felt like he was the one that was making Leah Haddock follow this story or leave all these little breadcrumbs for her and I was like for some reason it feels like it's intentional all these people coming into her life feels very intentional yes I was really happy that I was like yay we figured that part but that part was different it was different like that whole scene didn't happen Mm -hmm. and it was just very interesting to me because wait, it's in episode nine that he basically, you know, they meet and he asks her to stop. Yeah. And tells her not to go any further. But he does say that he's very proud of her because he only dropped the first couple of breadcrumbs to her and then the other people followed. So he gave her some accolades. Like, you did this on your own. Max and Deidre were not part of that plan. Yes. They just eventually fell into because she obviously changed up the audio to get Max's attention. Knowing right. that his ego was, like, the one way to get to him. And Deidre reached out after knowing that Max is no longer existing. Right. And I think Emil was trying to get to her, like, I'm very proud of you. You did me good, Apple. But now you did what you needed to do. And now it's time for you to pull back. I I mean, like, I was terrified when he told her to stop. I also kind of wasn't sure as to why he particularly was telling her to stop because I always feel like whether he was protecting himself of, like, what he did of having his, like, name go out there in the way it would. Right. Or, like, if it were something more to it. I don't know. I was very, like... His intentions, I'm never sure if I want to trust him as much as I wanted to in this episode. And I kind of feel that I did trust him, that he knew that her life could be on the line. And he's just saying, like, you know what? If you don't go to this last person person from Limetown, you don't need the whole truth. Why do you need the whole truth? And if you go, you could die. And I don't want to see that happen. Like, you've done justice. Yeah. Although, had she really done justice, she killed a lot of people. She killed, that's what I'm saying. She killed a lot of people, and it kind of felt like he knew all these people would die. Right. In speaking with her, and her obsession with Limetown has always been because of him. And so I'm, I'm always like, what's, 
what's the bigger picture here? Like, what are we missing? Because obviously, the way they left us in the final, like, there's something more. We still have so many more questions. Right. But that scene with her uncle just made me kind of question Leah Haddock's character a lot. And it's kind of crazy because we did. I finally realized, like, what would you do to find the answers? And when you go all the way back to the beginning of episode one, you really see her transform and like, there's no stopping her. Mm-mm. I mean, she is like, I don't like with Mark's death. It's one of those feelings where you're just, wow. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting that we've seen many characters that have been brought in for interviews and they all kind of say they all get tested to the point of like how far they would go. So yes. that's like a recurring theme with this, with the story, with these seasons, with like this episode. It's just like how far is someone willing to go for whatever it is that they're seeking, right? Whether it's love, an answer, yes. but how again they all cross some sort of line. Yes, and she's crossed many lines. She's crossed many. Yeah, killing her like producer and ugh. But with each episode, it's like she knows somebody is going to die pretty much after it. And she's okay with it because, again, like you said, she was waiting. I mean, I feel like she was driven a little bit by Emil, knowing that maybe he was the one behind this all. But I think we really saw, like, how big it was when she basically, like, wiped her hands of him and was like, no, I'm going. Her fake tears. Her fake tears. i like, find it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the whole, the whole... The whole episode, I gotta say, was a little bit. It was different from the podcast, obviously, right. but it was intriguing because you do get a little bit more inside of like what's going on in her brain. Agreed. There, it, it's 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 a she's a little bit more obsessed than I anticipated because we know that she has an out. She can have everything she wants. She can have her life with her with her family, with her mom, with a right. meal. Like, and is it really worth it? Like, is it? And that's like a question. I think that kind of leaves you with that because I think a lot of people are on the fence. Like, what would you do in that situation? Would you continue for that last story to find out the true truth of Limetown? Or do you go back with your family and Emil? And I think that that's what was so great about it being different from the podcast because we didn't really see that much of her possessiveness and I think they took it to a different level that was I mean I liked it because I just I'm like she is a monster yeah and I think in the podcast you can't really dive into her personality that much because she is the voice of reason right basically she's the one guiding us through this story and you as an a listener can't really imagine the emotional toll that it's taking on someone because it's all audio you can't you right. can feel like a little bit of like shaking in the voice you can hear a little bit of sounds but there's there's no way even if she were to describe how she's feeling there's no way to really see it sometimes it has to be something visual right and the visuals in that episode i mean you can just see it i mean and you see her getting more and more kind of possessive and with her facial movements and even with like her acting skills, I think she just continued to like her character became more and more into that. And you could see it in her face. And I'm like this, she's, she's going for it. The cinematography of this show was great. was beautiful. 
for like I, I you know you often think like yeah. a streaming service something like as small as like you know it's going to be on your phone you're going to watch it they're like maybe the production value isn't going to be like great but right. this show overall I gotta say I'm very shocked I'm very shocked by the production value the actors like the story yes. all of it is and I don't think that there was one episode where the acting wasn't almost mind-blowing. Yeah. You know, no. every single person that came in and went up with Jessica Biel was just... And they were all so different and unique and brought different aspects to it. But I, there wasn't one episode where I was like, eh, hmm. Yeah, and you're right. It's all talking heads, really. Yeah. And so to be able to carry as much weight as these actors do, damn, girl. Like, it they're just good. good. <laughs> Well, let us know what you guys think. Uh, We are very grateful to have you guys joining in with us. Susie's got a little message for you guys uh, just to let you know how much we appreciate you. I know. We're so excited, you guys. You have made us the ESPN of Talk TV, and we are here every week. We love being here. And if you are watching us right now, make sure you comment, you subscribe on our YouTube. And again, it makes our job's so much more fun when you do kind yeah. of come on and comment. Comment across our like Instagram, social media at AfterBuzz TV. Give us five stars and a thumbs up on iTunes. And again, you guys are what makes us come into work every day. Yeah. We love these shows. We're super fans, but you guys are truly our super fans. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And giving those that subscribe and those ratings really do help us come here every week and provide this kind of content yes. for you guys, like the super fans of whatever it is that you're watching. But yeah, like it just another opportunity for us to be able to connect with you guys. And we really, really love being here. And Thank you so much for sticking with us <laughs> with Lime this creepy town. show. With our creepy show, <laughs> Which I mean, we all love, but yeah, it just it does scare me, especially like episode ten. I mean, like talk about intense and scary. This one was answers, and I gotta say, I watched this one very very much like biting my nails yes. not sure what was going to happen it was is a little too much for me because in the podcast you're listening to it right. and in a lot of the things that they did they, they did very much verbatim but seeing it was a completely different experience what i really liked is that they kind of took you back from opening day like 250 days out and then you know, then they're like 163 days out before the so panic. Good. So good. And the way that they kind of brought you back to some of those initial like time periods. Flushed it out. It yeah. was really great. Mm-hmm. But talking about like the cinematography and that last episode, I'm like, it just. And the cutting, like even the editing was like spot on. It's, it created this, it made me a little bit more anxious and created a villain out of someone who in the podcast I didn't really know how much of a villain she really was. Right. It kind of tainted her in a very darker light for me, just because, like, when I was listening to her, it almost felt like another one of her interviews. But everything leading up to it really did show the darker sides of what Limetown was about. And they even took, like, Lenore's character a little bit deeper. I felt like in the podcast... I had, like, a grasp of what her role at Limetown mm-hmm. was. And I think I maybe just didn't conceptualize it totally. But then once seeing it visually, yeah, it, 
it really came together with what her role really was making those lists yeah like you don't see that in the podcast you know we we understand that she sets the timer we know that uh she's not going to get as many answers as she wants we know that she does commit suicide at the end of the interview which is insane to just listen to and just be silent uh and then with the scream that's just but the idea that all of this was building and the way she was so calculated right that was a word that like everything was like thought out these these deaths weren't an accident these were planned deaths right and her role Mm -mm. even you know from the beginning she was planted at limetown by another company to kind of track and she was not on limetown's side Mm -hmm. but you saw even more of that like when she comes up to you know, to Emil and sits down and says, I know who you are. You're like, okay, you know that she's bad. But that kind of shows you that he had had kind of the tech before anybody else. And that's kind of what they were all there for. Mm -hmm. So I think that that kind of answers that question that was kind of gone on through all the episodes. You know, he was, it seems to me that he was the first one that got the tech. Yeah, I think you're right because it, it, they were at the facility and it seemed like there was just a lot of noise going on, but he was the only one that was able to register what was happening, right. but it didn't seem like anybody else was able to yet. No, except for she had, she had to have an idea. But what did you think of the scene? I thought it was interesting where she and Emil, though, tried to talk Max and Oscar Totem out of continuing on before they decided to do like the A and B group. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I felt like I think Emil was confused at the time or scared. It's one of the two because he very much sided with her quickly. So I don't really know what his. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know right. how, how much I trust him because it always feels like they give us enough of a meal. But they never really let us know his true persona, what his true intentions are, which is why I always feel so odd with him. I don't know what part he plays in season two, uh, but I just feel like there's more to Emile's story than he lets on. And he often comes off like victim-y or like I had nothing to do with this when it's very much you're leading your niece into this crazy story. Right. No, you know, you know, you know, there's. More to him than we know. Yes. Thus far. And it's creepy. At the end of this, because it was, he kind of ventured out and then she made a comment like, you know, I'm going to let you go because I know you want to go back to normal life. There's just some weird little things with Emil through episode 10 that I kind of wasn't confused about, but they were like you said, like little droplets of, you know... What was normal life like before for Emil? Yeah, because you even look at back when when Jessica Biel's character, when Leah Haddock looks back at her childhood. Right. It's a weird connection with her uncle. It's a lot of, like, uh, clearly a dysfunctional family, a broken home. Like, it's kind of like the parents are fighting constantly. He's there to just kind of, like, help with, you know, Leah Haddock's character. It's a very strange household. Right. And we still don't know the true happenings of her mom and dad's dynamic and what happened there. There are things that are left out in her family that I hope would be I feel opened like on up purpose, more in though. season two. Yeah. But again, going back to like Lenore, I mean, her role at Limetown was wild. Mm-hmm. 
And so I thought they just did that brilliantly and how they just kind of drew that out and showed you those scenes as she was sitting down in that basement with Jessica Biel. Yeah, and I think actually seeing people die. When oh. you hear when you hear the fact that it was a calculated move and like that's what the Ks were for, you actually see them appear within the house because of the trap doors. Remember that's that's the only reason why we know. Oh, that freaked that was me like out. so like oh that's like I my saw nightmare. That so when they like Push the thing, and these people thought they were going to be safe, and then they came up through those things that we had seen. Yeah, the trap doors from the beginning. Yeah, it just all came together. And I'm like, this is a calculated monetary move because then they say that the people that you know know the amount of money that everyone made off of selling was generational wealth for yes, just the amount of money to the highest bidder is who this technology was sold to. And I I wonder. Like, a who lot is of, that? Yeah, I wonder a lot about her character. Like, I know a lot of her motivations were driven by emotions, even though she tried to be so calculated. Right. But she understood humanity's dark side very, very well. And so that's what freaks me out. It's just, like, you have this that this technology that really much affects, like, the brain, how humans interact. Right. And it's in the hands of someone who's very much okay with tapping into... Uh, and using it for, for the worse, honestly. I thought it was interesting when Lenore did say, because it's very true, and I think we've talked about this before, like, whenever you put people against one another, they're going to turn on one another. And she said that in that meeting, like, if you guys do this, it's going to backfire on you. And it did. Mm-hmm. But to her advantage, because, you know, they had had all those lists and the passports prepared, and they sent the people with the tech off to continue to be research mm-hmm. and they just killed off everybody else. Everybody else is a liability at that point. Which is so interesting. These are human beings. These are not like products or these are actual human beings. But yeah, they were And what did they say they had like sixty one hours? Or it took sixty one hours. So they even broke it down, which is even kind of like you're watching it and it's registering in your head that they literally put these people and disintegrated them. That I did not them. get from the podcast. That no, was that was not image. in the podcast. Yeah. It was very, like, Holocaust-y almost when the sense of, like, putting them and, like, getting, like, erasing them. Erasing them, cleaning them. They cleaned all of Limetown. They calculated the amount of hours it took to break down each body. I mean, that, for me, that whole scene was hard to watch, mm-hmm. but it was also very well done, which is, you know, just the way that they shot it and showed you how that happened it's it was very holocausty though to a point it I mean, was it's just you know those people and they just took them off and... yeah and the fact that they just had like they honestly didn't sit down with you and say like okay so the science behind how we're going to break down a person is basically just put them in this thing it was like they had like little diagrams and yes. i guess as a visual learner who doesn't you didn't even need to say anything and i understood how these people were going to die yes. that that to me is just like Props to the writing, props to the directing, because I I would be like, I don't know how we're going to explain this. How are we going to explain how a hundred and something people like go missing? Then how about how she just like walks out of the caves, gets in the van, puts her heels back on, and they drive off. I'm like, this woman just killed 163 people, was it? And just had no remorse at all. Do you think she didn't have any remorse? Because in the end, we do see her commit suicide. Now, do you think it's because... Of all the bad that she's done and now at this point can't outlive it, it's going to haunt her forever? Or 
not haunt her? Or do you think it's just because she's chosen to speak to Leah Haddock and knows what awaits her if she is caught with her? You know, her personality was very interesting downstairs in the in the wine room when she was talking to Leah versus who you saw her persona as when she was working at Limetown. Mm-hmm. So I actually feel that there was some type of remorse there and that she, I mean, she probably knew she was going to die by speaking to Leah, but I also think she spoke to Leah probably because she did have remorse and she wanted her to know the truth. And I mean, I think there's a little bit of both mm-hmm. there, but I don't think she would have come forward to Leah if she didn't feel a little bit kind of, what did I do? Yeah. And I found it so interesting that it was a live stream again, that it was all, you know, being broadcast to the public as she, she was killing herself, kills herself. Ugh. And that just makes me feel weird yeah. because we're also technically the audience. And so that's when I feel like it's very well done because it's not just the people who are listening via, you know, the podcast in, you know, that world, but it's us. It's us watching it as well. Yes. It's like real time. So it always kind of makes me feel like I just witnessed a very, very tough scene of someone killing themselves because of the truth. Of what actually happened. Right. And then she's like, hands the pill to Leah and says, I think you need to take one. Would you have taken it, being Leah? Hmm. I don't know. You don't, Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I had to ask. I'd be so scared as to how I was going to be handled by whoever was coming for me. But I also don't think I could physically take a pill I think I probably would have waited it out like Leah did. Right? I mean, I, I feel like I'm with you. If I was to listen to anyone, it probably would have been my uncle. If I'm going to listen to anybody, it would be yes. at least, I listen to Emil. He's the one person that knows me. If he, if I had to make a choice, it probably would have been then. Right. In that conversation of like, all right, I will stop or I will continue. I think when I knew that I was going to continue, it was to the end. Yes. And I think... The moment that she left Emil and didn't do what he said to stop, that's kind of when you realize she's not going to stop. Do you think Emil will save her or do you think he'll have like at least a say? It seems to me like he was brought in so we didn't forget about his character and how much he still had access to her. But he knew exactly what was going to happen and he's terrified. I think that he has such a love for Leah and... You know, the apple, you know, that he always has called her. And then he was proud of her for her work. I don't think that he's going to be a character that is gone. Mm -hmm. I think if there is a season two, we will see him be involved in it. Mm -hmm. And again, I think it's going to be maybe some more layers of kind of how he came to be to Limetown and the family. Because there's a lot for me that I'm like, what? Like, yeah, just some unanswered questions. Yeah. About her and their family. Definitely. I do hope that he does come to save her because the way that she was just kidnapped and taken. And she's, I I hate, I hate how things just like pop out from behind me. Like she was just sitting there waiting to be taken. And you just see like these things just grab her from the back. Like, number one, don't ever approach a woman from the back. (laughs) 
number two. <laughs> like, like, I just, like, she was ready for it. Just come get, just make eye contact with her. I just hate how they just took her. And something in, in that scene just broke me. I just, mm-mm. Now, do you think that the people that took her are the people that are the ones that Lenore worked for and that were behind displacing everybody and they're the ones that have been mm. researching the tech? Or do you think it's, like, a whole another... Could it be the well, FBI? Yeah, it could be like it could be the government. It could be her. Technically, all these number. Oh, maybe those were the numbers, because it, she, she said that I don't even know what they are. It could be like all the I don't know who they are. Right. But all the numbers that get popping up could have been there. Could be seven 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 or whatever the businesses. So right. Hey, uh, could be, but I don't know. I want to say it is the the big baddie that we're supposed to be worried about. Right. But at the end of the day. It could be anything. It could be it could be the government that was really well aware that wants to stop it because there was the FBI that was involved and brought in. And then they backed off. Completely backed off, and that's when her boss said, Go out, you know, the side door and yeah. go get this last interview and go live. Because her boss finally was like on it. I do what did you think though about her reaction when she was informed that Mark had died? <laughs> her crocodile tears. I'm so sad. I didn't. I was like, "Girl, you're you're lying." And it's a good lie. It's a good lie because I know you don't feel it. No, but she was. I'm she, like, she's gotten to the point where she can sell the fact that she did not kill him. Yeah, and the, and the whole thing, it's like they still have to explain how no one can be like we slept together. They, they left so many things open for us so i'm hoping that means we get a season two because there's like you said there's so many things that need to be answered and put together and threaded right and i have to say this the episode 10 it was amazing it was like you couldn't have ended with a better season finale of just kind of being like blown away i mean and i of all the characters Lenore, there was something about her that was like a strength and a vulnerability yes and i'm like this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she's a tough woman, but she also explained yeah. that she was cheated on and left for uh, oh, someone who, whose husband, her husband worked with an accountant and like they had kids, but she wanted kids. It showed a side that you often don't really get to see of villains of like, right. she actually wanted a family, but didn't, even she felt like she wasn't enough in a relationship. It's right. It's like, oh, these are tough tough things to throw on to someone who we think has no emotion right there are so many like little layers to pick up but again i think emil for me is the one character that i'm like if there's a season two i need to know more oh definitely so much more about him definitely so since it is the season finale i gotta ask you did you have a favorite episode that you can be like pinpoint and be like this one was the one that really really grabbed me or did you just have like an overall feel but they were all kind of... You know what episodes I loved? I mean, they made two out of one podcast, but the episode with the Reverend. Mm. I really liked his character. There was something like warm and fuzzy about him, and I was so sad when he got hit by the drunk driver. But I really enjoyed that episode and their dynamic between them. Yeah, the when he had uh, uh, Napoleon. Yes. Her, the pig. The pig. I gotta say that that was probably the most heart-wrenching yes and those those shows tend to get to me yeah <laughs> yeah definitely. I cried. definitely but what about yourself i would say i would say that 
that's a really top of the list. Right. Napoleon, even in the podcast, it's a, it's one that un- makes you understand what's happening a little bit more right. to understand like the technology and that it's a mind to mind communication. I really do like the mystery of the beginning episodes when you're trying to figure out who this man is and like right. it, it's all very creepy in the beginning and then like you fall in love it's it's all very different creepy in the beginning but you fall in more with characters and then just kind of shocks you in the end so i gotta say i got a taste of everything but i gotta say in the beginning I, they really they really had me for yes. sure and then i also really like the episode with deandra i think mm. again it kind of gave you more of a sense of the panic and her involvement and why she caused it mm-hmm. to a point. And again, there was a lot about the fact that she was deaf and the sound again. And I thought for communication purposes and how they all communicated, I thought it was a really interesting episode as well. It totally was. And speaking of communication, you got some news to communicate to our lovely listeners and followers. We are excited because breaking news, Michelle Purple, who also helped executive produce this show with Jessica Biel, they are doing another thriller with Freeform, and it is called Last Summer, and it takes place in a small town in Texas over three summers, but again, these two brilliantly-minded women are putting together another show for Freeform. What? (laughs) Wasn't Jessica Biel in I Know What You Did Last Summer? Wasn't she? she... Was. That's the first thing that it kind of like put me through. Right? I was like, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, because that's, that would wonder or... if there's like a, a marriage between. Oh, you know what it was? It was summer. It was with Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. It was the Jr. baseball. I don't think it was oh, really it was? a thriller. Okay. That was Jennifer Love Hewitt. Okay. Might be. That's Might okay. Be. But yeah, it's some sort of like pitch movie, like back yeah. baseball movie. I mean, but they're definitely getting a lot of press she's turned herself into this kind of dark actress lately i love it I'm from her seventh her heaven days to limetown she's yes. <laughs> so stay tuned for on free form we have another thriller coming maybe we'll be covering that for yeah you here hopefully we'll have it here for sure definitely if it's anything tv related you know we'll have it here yes. after buzz uh we have a special segment for you guys uh every night since we've been watching this show I like to pick journalists real life journalists that kind of model like Leah Haddock's attitude of storytelling or create breakthroughs and tonight because Leah Haddock gets kidnapped I thought it was appropriate to highlight women who have gone as far as putting their own lives at risk for what they believed in or a story they believed in was important to share with the world so tonight we have Today we have Una Lee and Laura Ling. I don't know if you guys remember the stories from back in uh, 2009. There were two journalists that got uh, basically tortured and kidnapped in North Korea. They were there. In, they, they were in China primarily, but they were trying to get access to what was really happening in the country, and so they illegally trespassed from China to North Korea and uh, got captured and were actually placed in prison camps of harsh punishments and they were working for current TV at the time uh, which is an independent US uh, uh, cable TV network and so it was a while for them to break out of that they have books now where they describe their experience but to be willing to go into a mission and to know that there's so many things that aren't being reported on because right. obviously we don't have access to what's actually happening in North Korea even today. This right. is, you know, a couple of years afterwards. It wasn't until I was watching them do a live 
uh, broadcast from when they were rescued, and it was Bill Clinton who um, comes to North Korea to, like, get them out. And they said that when they saw him, they just knew that it was the end of the torture as of the life that they thought was going to be for years. Because, honestly, they were sentenced to 12 years of hard labor where they were just going to be prisoners. Can you imagine? No. And I hear these stories and these women that sacrificed, you know, some of the journalists that we've talked about, you know, in all of the episodes, so much that they did for women as journalists and changing kind of, yeah. you know. The story, the norm, like just being able to be the, some even being just the first. Right. That in itself is not an easy task or an easy vessel to carry on your right. own shoulders. It's it's a, it's a lot of, you know, it, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of guts to to be the first or to even like you know put your life at risk i mean like as much as we think leah haddock is a little deranged a little crazy a little psycho she also has a lot of guts because i would not be able to do what she's doing for a story honestly i'm be honest i'm very comfortable watching it from my couch yes (laughs) nowadays i mean we see on the news we see a lot of women who definitely put themselves at risks, whether, you know, they are going into a war or even into like, you know, a storm. We were talking about that on a different show, just like storm trackers. But, you know, there are a lot of women journalists that do go for the story and they don't stop because they are there for a reason. And it's their calling. It's what they love to do. Yeah. And you want to see your story through. You, you, you don't get the opportunity to be able to tell all your stories, but when you find something that you know right. the world needs to know, it—I mean—is it worth your your life? I mean, I don't know, but I mean, for many of these women, we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't right. for their bravery and for their yeah. willingness to just, no matter what, get those stories out. So, kudos to them. Kudos yes. to Leah Haddock because makes my life so much more better and I'm truly grateful even for now she's being tortured somewhere yeah no, I'm just I know she's really being tortured oh, Hopefully, we will save you <laughs> we will save you thank you guys so much for being with us on this wonderful season of Limetown it's been quite an adventure is there going to be a season two I'm hoping girl I'm hoping you guys make sure you guys comment on you know Facebook, for sure, if you're loving this show, because of the more, you know, press it gets, the more there's a chance. But I also think somebody else might pick it up because it ended well. It ended well. It's got, you know, it's definitely got its following. We have season two on the podcast. If you guys are checking out on uh, anywhere you listen to Spotify, iTunes, but it's, it's on there. So I'm hoping to see that they continue. But if they don't, you know. It was great having you guys. I My name is Delia Gomez. You guys can find me on all social media at It's Delia Gomez. And I am Susie G. You can find me on all socials at Susie G Styles. Thanks, guys, so much. Bye, guys. Thanks Bye, guys, again. from Lime Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.